it was like the fragile had the title track had a little baby later and that baby was the frail and la mare had a yes. baby and it was a big baby. it was a big fat baby mm-hmm. and it was a banger called into the void <laughs> So we added the appendage to please to make that work. Whenever, because I knew there was a like a B side or whatever that I didn't have called plus appendage, mm-hmm. and I, I was always just like plus sign appendage. What a weird name! What a weird title! But literally, it's just an appendage. I mean, it is a good piece of music in itself, but it's also just to append to the the side to make it longer and fill the tape length. Okay, so now. For the vinyl, the decision to move to three discs was based on fidelity. You can only fit so many minutes on a side of vinyl before it degrades the sound. As I talked about earlier, I think it's some. it can vary between 20 and 30. Uh, more than that, your grooves get too close together if you try to cram it in, and this, it sounds like shit. Your needle will jump grooves. Yeah. So now we are faced with six beginnings and endings. Simply splitting up the sides didn't work as well this time, so we decided to include the other two tracks we had been considering, 10 Miles High and The New Flesh, as well as use the unedited versions of all the other songs on the record. The vinyl sequencing has actually grown on me lately as a viable alternate. Just thought you might want to know. So that is why... You know what I really like uh, is that he cares enough, because not everyone would, that transitions matter beginnings uh transitions between tracks and ends matter i think it's because to him albums matter he's not singles driven so everything on his albums like all of his albums almost all of them you just have to sit and listen to yeah and it's better to experience that way in general um but yeah many artists it doesn't necessarily matter how a side starts or if the side ends the correct way not everyone puts such uh obsessive thought into all the things like that across all formats so he didn't care if you had a tape player he wanted you to have a good experience and not be in the middle of a song when you turned the tape over Dave Rave had been around a while by this time. I would time. say that Dave Rave was younger than Bob. And you but know how yeah, this, when was, you're like, yeah. I'm like five years older than someone and I think they're a child. Bob Ezrin would have thought Trent was a young man mm-hmm. as well. Well, he was. I mean, 30. Yeah, he was younger than I am now. Old. And he was yeah. making the fucking fragile. What am I fucking <laughs> doing with my life? You're fucking talking about the fucking fragile. Yeah, fucking talking, fucking. piggybacking on someone else's career. Hey. Like a, like a parasite, like a louse. Oh my God. Like, we're the new media. This is what we do. <sighs> new media. Um, kind of like new metal. N-U. I do. Blunt Young Engineer, media. please write in. We want to know. Why didn't he name? He probably forgot his name, of course. Let's just say it was Dave Rave. Okay. That's Dave. Okay. All right. He explained to me that this was once the room where the bodies were prepared for burial. I Okay. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. There was something weirdly apt about preparing this body of work in that room for its final resting place. <laughs> cute, cute, mm-hmm. Bob. The atmosphere was perfect for the work we had to do. Trent thanked me for coming and left us. We were on our own. <laughs> so. All right, I'm really busy. Uh, gotta go. So good luck with <laughs> working this. Working on, uh, we're in this together. Is that your Trent voice? <laughs> 
He tried to make her understand that she was not alone when he sang, we're in this together. He lamented as he sunk even deeper into the quicksand. I was able to string together a general storyline in six to eight key songs. I felt like I had cracked the code and couldn't wait to talk to Trent about it. Of course, he had to be comfortable with the idea for me <laughs> Trent, to proceed. Trent, this is so good. Trent, you're going to love this, all right? And he explains the vampire and rice thing. <laughs> Trent's like, that is an abortion. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Did throw that away. Start again. So if that was Ezrin's first attempt at sequencing, then this is what Reznor's reaction was. Terrible. <laughs> Halfway through the first side, I was daydreaming. I was looking out the window, and he was afraid that the album was a mess and would never be completed. Hmm. So Ezrin was not able to complete this job in a week. He was supposed to be there only for a week. <laughs> On the day he was supposed to leave, I guess he presented Reznor with another sequence and Reznor was like this isn't working and he said you know what I'm supposed to leave but I'll blow it off I can't leave you in this state because I've never left a project mm -hmm. and so they had like a really deep like heart to heart and Ezrin said he got the insight he needed to create the perfect sequence um, Reznor said he really got into my head and I got into his head he pretty much psychoanalyzed what I had come up with and after that talk he came up with the order that you just heard it wasn't a cry for help so much as we wanted some objective input. So um, he ended up working there for weeks, according to Ezrin. He said, it was a totally thrilling process. We had so much stuff and so much to say, but we needed to tighten it up and review the pacing, etc. So we were literally working around the clock for what turned out to be weeks until we finally nailed it and I was able to go home. Weeks. Nailed Supposed to take one week. Nailed it, you say? Sorry. 